In strengths, we shall activate joy. Welcome to the Strengths and Joy podcast. Your host is Joy Lane. She's a superpower activator and she's on a mission to empower leaders and entrepreneurs to accelerate their business performance by impacting positive leadership, sustainable performance and well-being. How? By using the best of positive psychology and the joy method. Joy has a background in positive organizational psychology and the top superpowers are mission, drive, growth and strategy. With these, she strives to inspire you with practical and science-based strategies. This show is made possible with the support of our sponsor, Superpack.Asia. We all have our unique blend of superpowers. Now it's time to discover, activate and amplify these strengths for the flourishing of selves and organizations. And now, it's time to jump right in with your host, Joy Lane. Hi guys, thank you for joining me on Facebook Live again. And for those of you who's joining me for the very first time, thank you and welcome to the Be Well COVID-19 series. Uh, today is the second um, version, second rendition of the same thing. We did another Facebook Live already this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Um, some of your feedback that you are not able to make that timing, so we've decided to do the 9pm as well, so that you can join in and participate. So we're just going to wait for a few more minutes for other people to join us and then we will get started. For those of you who are not familiar with me, I'm Joy, Joy Link, and I'm a positive leadership coach. So I am also known as the superpower activator uh, with my students and with my clients. I use strengths development tools and other positive psychology techniques as well to empower leaders as well as uh, to empower leaders to support their growth as well as the growth of the employees to maximize business performance and also to maintain employees well-being. So since we're going to be on Facebook Live often, we're actually going to be on Facebook Live on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. So I thought I'll share a little fun fact of myself so that you will feel more familiar and more comfortable with me. My favorite dance is actually classical Indian dance. Yes, I am a Chinese. Both my parents are Chinese, but I really am absolutely fascinated with classical Indian dance because of the discipline that is required for them to perform the dance well and um, the, the level of detail that classical Indian dance exhibits right down to um, the eyeballs is just mind-boggling for me. So uh, since young, I've always been most fascinated with classical Indian dance. I have some training, uh, not much, but uh, hope to be able to do that more in the future. I'm sure it will also help me to uh, maintain my well-being as well. So I am going to say um, I'm going to say hello to everyone who's here and. Um, I want to do a special shout out as well for some very special person. A special shout out to Danny Chin, Thomas Bifola, Kenneth Noel Fitzgerald and Jovend. Thank you all of you for making my Facebook experience a wonderful one. Uh, Danny, I have taken your feedback to heart so we have adjusted the lightings. We're still experimenting but do give me your feedback still and let me know if this works better. Is this height level? where the camera is, is it also better for you? And uh, thank you, Jermaine, for being such an angel. I, I noticed that you shared 
my Facebook Live on various Facebook groups on your own accord. I really, really appreciate the support. So continue to join me on Facebook Live and I really hope you find this enriching as well. So thank you guys for being so awesome. I have an even more special shout out to this person, Kevin Cheng, because he is the man behind what's going on behind the scenes supporting all of us in our learning journey as we venture to be well together. So yeah, thank you guys for being awesome. So where are you watching me from? From which country and where are you at? I, um, are you at your workplace or at home? Um, drop a comment so that I can get to know you better as well. Okay, I'm going to try and shift my laptop so I can keep an eye on your comments. Okay, so what are we going to cover today? Firstly, we're going to recap the key learnings that we have from our last Facebook Live, which was on Monday. Uh, on Monday, we talk about personal agency and, uh, and self-efficacy, how you can use this to improve your well-being. That is actually derived from the second alphabet from the acronym Humanity United, U, the first U in the acronym. And secondly, we're going to learn about what are the free resources that's available from this Be Well COVID-19 series. Um, we're also going to share about the upcoming Strongest Self in COVID-19 course that we're going to launch on the 12th of May. We're going to check in on our feelings. We're going to make it a habit uh, to check in on our feelings. And then we're going to learn what is mindfulness. What, does the, what is the research saying about mindfulness? What is the difference between focused attention and receptive attention? What are thoughts and rumination? And how can we include more pockets of mindfulness moments in our lives? What are the ways that we can be more mindful? And I have, lastly, I'm going to offer you a rather provocative idea about mindfulness and mindlessness from my own personal perspective. So that's a, a little bit uh, not from the positive psychology perspective, just something to trigger your thought and for you to find out where you will place yourself in terms of these two concepts. So for this Be Well COVID-19 free series, for the benefit of those who are joining us for the first time, let me just do a quick share what this Facebook Live is all about. So given the current pandemic, uh, I have decided to do a free Be Well COVID-19 series to support everyone's well-being. And this will include Facebook Live, which is on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 4 p.m. and at 9 p.m. Thank you, Chuntek, for joining us and Andrew as well. Uh, other things included in this Be Well Free series is there is a Strengths and Joy podcast that uh, has a weekly episode. Uh, it's available on Anchor FM and Spotify. Uh, hopefully it will be approved soon on iTunes as well. We have a We Are Healthy Well and Connected Facebook page. We also have a private Strengths and Joy podcast group on Facebook and we have an upcoming free Be Well series course that you can take as well. So while we wait for others to join in, I'll just share a little bit about each of these free resources for you. Following that, we're just going to refresh our memory on what we have covered on the last Facebook Live about personal agency and self-efficacy. Okay, so one of the free resources we have is we, we are healthy, 
well and connected Facebook page. In this page, we share a free resources that is being offered by individuals, companies and governments all over the world to support uh, one another in this crisis. We also share heartwarming stories about how humans are taking care of one another and stepping up in our care and concerns for our neighbours, our communities and for humanity in general. You are also welcome to share these stories of love as well on the page. We are looking for more Be Well on Connect ambassadors who can share with us how they are taking care of their own well-being and how they are also using technology to stay connected with family and friends and also for their own personal development and growth. So please like our page, We Are Healthy, Well and Connected Facebook page and better still, be our ambassadors. We have a private Facebook group called Strengths and Joy podcast group that is going to be officially opened on the 20th of April but please feel free to join in already as an early bird. An early bird will get a complimentary copy, e-copy of my book From Zero to Shakti and you will also stand a chance to win a one-to-one Strengths coaching session with me. So do join in now, go and search for Strengths and Joy podcast Facebook group. Okay, and so now I'm really excited to share with you about our upcoming course, which is your strongest self in COVID-19 course that is launching on the 12th of May. This is a eight-week course with weekly themes on strengths and well-being. Uh, we will teach you how to activate superpowers habits with your flying cape on. So it consists of what I normally take uh, clients through in terms of a typical strengths development course, except that this time it is way more power-packed because for the very first time in order to support everyone in this COVID-19 crisis, we are combining strengths development with well-being tools. So it's a super-powered two-in-one program. So if you are finding yourself feeling uh, low more often than before, and if you are a parent that is struggling to maintain your own well-being while still feeling confident to take care of your children's well-being in this current crisis, if you are a leader who is at a loss how to manage your employees from this new work from home environment, or if you're an entrepreneur who is who wants to lean in further into your strengths and also have well-being strategies already in place so that you can fully concentrate on how to still continue to thrive in your business in this new online landscape, then this course is going to be the training that can help you to maintain the well-being and the daily effectiveness to take care of yourself and the people that is under your care. So this Be Your Strongest Self course consists of practical and research-based positive psychology content. It has a scientific skills to help you discover your strengths and to measure your current well-being level. It has a one-to-one strengths coaching session with me, a private Facebook group to learn and grow together with a small group of like-minded individuals. There is also private weekly Facebook live where we will follow up on the weekly themes for strengths and well-being. There is a master group Zoom coaching call and a subscription site full of resources beyond the course for you to be able to continue your learning and your flourishing past the two months that the course is being conducted. So um, it's really uh, packed full with resources 
social connections and support for you. The launch price is just going to be a fraction of the actual price because I really want to get this started in May with our very first group of Stronger Selves. So we will only be accepting a very small group because I want to make sure that the quality of the course remains high and that I have enough, uh, I pay enough attention to each and every one of you in the course. So if you would want to be part of this first batch of Be Your Stronger Self that's, launched, that's going to be launching on the 12th of May, then email us at superpackasia at gmail.com. Uh, message us on Facebook if you would like to be the first group. So the time to show up as your strongest self, as your best self, has never been more urgent. So I really strongly urge you to join us. So we are going to recap, do a quick recap. Thanks Matthew for joining us. Hello. <laughs> We're going to recap a quick recap on the last Facebook Live on Monday where we talk about personal agency and self-efficacy. Now, um, Monday's Facebook Live was on the second alphabet of the acronym Humanity United, which is you. You represents personal agency and self-efficacy in this Be Well series. Agency describes the power that an individual has over their life. And the key to agency is control. Working on increasing your area of influence that you have in your life will increase your sense of control and agency. Self-efficacy is an individual's belief in his or her capacity to execute the behaviors that is necessary to produce specific performance attainment. The way to increase agency and self-efficacy is the 1V and 4W, vision, willpower, way power, why power, and we power. The vision is the goal that is described in clear language that has specific measures, priority, and a timeline. Willpower is also referred to as the agency thinking in hope theory and that is the desire to take action and the belief that I can or we can. Waypower is the pathway thinking in hope theory and here is all about having the options to allow you to cope with barriers and delays and to promote a new pathway in the event of a derailment of plan A. Why power is the reason we do what we do, the propelling purpose that makes the how bearable. We power is the superpowers beyond the self. There is power in the collective and you are part of the collective. There are resources in the collective that you can tap on. So listen to the Strengths and Joy podcast episode 4 on personal agency and self-efficacy that will be out tomorrow. Remember to grab the giveaway that comes along with the episode and uh, listen to the podcast at ankle.fm slash superpackjoy or you can check it out on Spotify. Facebook Live, this is something that we do on every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at the GMT Plus 8 at 4pm and 9pm uh, where we will uh, use the acronym Humanity United and we will dive deep into each alphabet on Facebook Live on Wednesdays. The next Be Well Facebook Live is on Friday, 10th of April at 4pm and 9pm to support you further with the Be Well series.
we are going to have a self-care Friday on Facebook Live. So on self-care Fridays, we will learn about the tools and the techniques that we can apply for ourselves whenever we feel stressed or we feel under the weather. And I will be sharing with you what I have learned from my psychotherapy uh, diploma, from rapid transformational therapy and other tools that I have used to support my clients. We will also be hearing from other experts in mental health and to glean in using their experience and their knowledge how we can help ourselves and also our family members. So stay tuned on this Friday Facebook Live, which will be our very first self-care Friday. I've been invited to speak at a Being a Happy Mom Facebook page for a series of Inner Peace Conversations. And I will be sharing about how you can be your strongest self during COVID-19 uh, on this Being a Happy Mom Facebook page on this Friday at 10th, on 10th April at 1 p.m. Uh, before our Be Well Facebook Live at 4 p.m. So if you would like to join the session at 1 p.m., go to facebook.com slash beingahappymom. This Be Well COVID-19 series is in support of the World Health Organization call to physical distancing and staying home. Stay home and stay in alignment with your well-being and be supported by our Be Well series. This Be Well series is derived from the acronym Humanity United. In this pandemic, we are all experiencing currently, many of us are experiencing the different effects of the vigilance demanded for safety, the hypertension that's in the air, and um, the physical dis distancing that is required to contain the virus, it is really very easy for any one of us to fall prey to anxiety and depression. So embedded in this Be Well series is the gentle reminder for all of us that at the end of the day, it is humanity united. We are all in it together. Whatever it is that you are experiencing, we are all going through it together in one way or another. So today we're going to explore M from the acronym Humanity United, which represents mindfulness. How do we use mindfulness to improve our well-being? Let's check in on the feeling. How is everybody feeling today, right now? It is really good and important, very useful for us to be able to identify our feelings and to label it. The ability to label our feelings help us to have a check-in on our daily well-being and to notice and to address if there is any needs that uh, we need to attend to. Now, we are most of us are not familiar. We don't have a very broad uh, vocabulary when it comes to our feelings but feelings is what make us human it is important to increase the vocabulary that you have to know how to label and address your feelings so um, for those of you who is not familiar with the uh, I've mentioned about um, feelings will thanks Kim for letting me know that it's too soft let me know if this is better for you so for those of you who is unfamiliar with, uh, I've mentioned about feeling well in the previous Facebook Live. I am just going to adjust the mic closer to me. Okay. Okay. So um, I have mentioned about uh, feelings well previously on, uh, on Facebook Live. And if you have one, then take a look at it right now and pick a word that uh, closely matches how you are feeling. 
for those of you who is unfamiliar with feeling well this is how it looks like and you can google and download it i would suggest saving it to your phone for easy access so this is how it looks like so it's basically a will uh, you can easily print it out as well and you can put it in the fridge so that um, you can use that to check in with everyone in your family on how uh, they are feeling so drop comment and use a feeling word to describe how you're feeling right now and as for me I'm going to use this uh, feeling wheel to find a word that best describe my emotion right now so on the main in the middle of the wheel are the main uh, main feelings such as happy surprised bad fearful angry disgusted sad and then there is a second layer and a third layer where they try to narrow down and pinpoint a more accurate word for you to describe how you're feeling right now so right now i'm feeling pretty positive so i think uh, that would be the yellow quadrant uh, where it says happy i feel content right now wow didn't realize that i feel content right now really happy to be able to do this facebook live um it's the learning curve has been really steep but uh, i'm happy with where we are right now so yeah i'm feeling content what is your word comment and let me know your feeling word in the comment if you are not watching this facebook live and you're watching this later still feel free to comment and please still join in and participate so what is mindfulness i did an informal survey I did an informal survey about what people think mindfulness is and here are some of the answers that I got. Mindfulness is uh, awareness of living in a moment, no matter the space or time, being fully aware of uh, thoughts, action and speech, just being in the moment completely, awareness of self and others, being fully aware of the present, free of judgment. So what is mindfulness to you? Based on the answers that we have gathered, it's, it's not far off from the definition of mindfulness. Bear in mind there are several different definitions of mindfulness depending on what the researcher is researching and depending on what is the hypothesis that the researcher is investigating. Here is one definition of mindfulness. Mindfulness is the ability to stay fully in the present, to be aware of where we are, what we are doing and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what is going on around us and to be non-judgmental so simply put it is to be fully present without judgment so how mindful do you think you are in general so think about it let's say where to scale it from one to ten one being um I'm pretty mindless as a person to then it's like I'm mindful all the time 24 7 where do you think you are where would you place yourself put a number to it between 1 to 10 this number that you have just uh, allocate to yourself what does that mean to you is it a 4 or a 7 what does that number mean to you time for some self-discovery Meditation is a word that is closely associated with mindfulness. I, it, uh, people almost use it interchangeably. I just want to highlight that there is actually a distinction um, which is good to know. Meditation 
versus mindfulness. Medi med meditation is the action of meditating. So here we're talking about an action, a behavior, something that you, you it's a verb. Mindfulness is a mental state. It is a state of being. It is a state of awareness. When you do meditation exercise, you are making an attempt to enter into the state of mindfulness. So mindfulness is a mental state and meditation is the action of meditating. Hope that's helpful for you. When it comes to mindfulness in your daily life, how can you create pockets of mindfulness in your life? Comment below if you have an idea already. If not, this is a question that I want you to have at the back of your mind as we go through today and discover more about mindfulness. How can I create more opportunities for mindfulness in my life? So as for myself, I sometimes do just a very simple meditation with my singing bowl after my exercise, my workout. I find um, the physical state that I'm in after my exercise is really appropriate for um, a short meditation. I used to do alternate nostril breathing exercises. I like it. I find it very invigorating. Um, this is actually a part of a, um, a yoga practice. So something that you can Google as well. There is a lot of um, YouTube video actually on alternate nostril breathing. So how can you include more mindfulness in your life? And what are the areas that you can work on? And where can you just increase the notch a little bit more? to uh, have a greater sense of stability in your life using mindfulness. Uh, where do you think it can apply most in your life, maybe to stable your anxiety? Or uh, is there a specific area in your life where you find yourself more anxious? Then mindfulness might be a useful tool to adopt. So as for me, doing this episode on mindfulness has made me realize that I miss alternate nostril breathing. So I think I'm gonna like bring it back into my life. In fact, uh, I just did that before this Facebook Live um, because doing the Facebook Live on at 4 o'clock reminded me about alternate nostril breathing, so I did that. And I would want to continue doing that um, at least once a day in between my work breaks. So this is my small mindfulness commitment to myself. It is a very small action that is doable. So what is your mindfulness commitment to yourself? What is an action that is small, that is doable, that you can do to improve your well-being? Comment below if you have an idea. Now let's talk about research. What is the research saying about mindfulness? A Harvard research have found that we are distracted 47% of the time. And yes, you have heard me right. 47, can you imagine? I was really shocked when I saw the stats. That is practically half our lives. We are not living in the moment. That's just uh, mind-boggling to me. There is this poignant comment that is made by the Harvard researcher Matthew Killingsworth about the research discovery. Mind-wandering is an excellent predator of people's happiness. In fact, how often our mind leaves the present is a better predator of our happiness than the activities in which we're engaged in. So how mindful and how mindless you are 
it's very telling about your state of well-being and about your happiness level. Now that is really food for thought. So think about how much more we can accomplish if we would be able to take back half of that distracted time, half of that 47%. Think about how much more happiness that we can have if we take back half of that 47%. Even 10% of that wasted time can do amazing things to our well-being, our productivity, and the quality of the relationships that we have. I'm a coach and one of my top superpower is being an activator so I really want you to think of a specific action that you can take to address this get started on it think about this what are the top three things that is a daily distractor for you is it social media uh, is it something else what are the top three things that is a daily distraction for you okay with that answer you can now proceed to answer the next question. How can you take back 10% of that 47% of distracted time? Let's just start with 10% baby steps. Okay, Based on your first answer, what was the top, top three things that is a daily distractor for you? Now address the next question. How can you take back 10% of that 47% of distracted time? My last question to you, which is most important question what is the one action that you can take based on your answers for the previous two questions what is the one action that you can take take back your life 47% is very substantial so comment below about your action um, when you are willing to declare your action there is power and there is more motivation so now I want to move on to sharing with you about two different types of attention one is called focus attention and the other one is called receptive attention what is the difference between focus attention and receptive attention firstly when our attention is focused it is restricted to a very specific object and which is commonly in many uh, meditation exercises it will be the neutral sensory experience of the breath going in and out Ideally, attention is sustained, but as thoughts and feelings or any physical sensation arises, a conflict is presented. And then the different stimuli that you're experiencing is now pulling for your attention. So now let's experience this for ourselves, Focus, focused attention. So if you can, I would like you to, uh, let's do a very short meditation practice now to experience focused attention. If you can, close your eyes and just follow the sound of my voice. I want you to just take a deep breath in and inhale and exhale and just focus all of your attention in the inhalation of the breath and the exhalation of the breath. Just notice how you feel the sensation you get as the air enters your nose and how it feels as the air leaves your nose. Okay, you can open your eyes now. How was that feeling for you? How was that experience? That is an example of focused attention. The next one is receptive attention. What is the difference between the two? Now for receptive attention, 
um, this is a, a skill that is the next level. Once uh, you have attained the skill of being focused, now you are able to work on broadening your attention. After consistent practice, there is often less need for you to, to focus attention on a very specific object. And you can broaden the attention now so that it's receptive to your entire field of awareness, which includes whatever thoughts and feelings and sensations that is arising in the moment. Um, that is very challenging for us if we are not strong in focused attention, because once you spread to receptive attention, then it can become really very distracting for you. There's too many stimuli, too many conflict. So which is why the first level for meditation practice is always focused attention. And once you reach a certain level, you're now ready to practice receptive attention. Receptive attention, bear in mind, also means that you are not disturbed. Um, you're not judgmental about what's going on. You're not laboring what's going on in your environment and in your inner landscape to have the capacity to be at peace. Notice how monks who have meditated for a very long time, they just always have this smiling face um, um, regardless of what's going on because they have now uh, achieved the level of receptive attention, being able to be very peaceful, irregardless of what chaos might have arise in their environment. Now, focused attention is very important, very crucial if you are a performer, if you want to do well in something, because without focused attention, you cannot achieve anything, you cannot have high performance. So focused attention is critical if you're able to retain your attention on a task, see to completion and to be fully engaged. By being fully engaged, you have a a possibility of entering into flow state and flow state is where high performance is attained. Receptive attention is uh, more relevant to like um, your daily life, especially if you're a parent and your kids are uh, running around screaming and you are just really flustered and frustrated with um, the chaos, the noise that they're making. And I think for parents, uh, having the skill of being able to be peaceful, having receptive attention is a good skill to have. Okay, so now I want to talk about thoughts. We all have thoughts. We have thousands of thoughts every day. And thoughts are like all the stories that come, ideas, inspiration, self-criticism, and so on. Now, this is a very, very important idea that I want you to take away if you cannot remember anything else that I say on this Facebook Live. Just remember this one. Now, thoughts are just simply mental events that have no control over us. Thoughts are just simply mental events that have no control over us. You are not your thoughts. And I repeat, you are not your thoughts. It's up to you if you want to embrace the story that this thought is telling you or not. So if this is a thought that is nourishing, that is serving you well, hold it, own it, take responsibility, take ownership. But if it's a thought that is not nurturing, then you don't have to own it. You don't have to take it personally. You can just let it go. Yes, you can let your thoughts go. You can choose. Thoughts are just mental events that have no control over us. So, rumination. This is defined as the passive dwelling upon negative thoughts in all emotion and is negatively correlated with aspects of psychological well-being. Rumination basically means persistent thoughts. 
a persistent negative thoughts, persistent negative emotions that comes with the thought. Rumination is a, a symptom of anxiety, is a symptom of depression. Especially when you ruminate for a long time, or you ruminate often, um, this is one of the symptoms that you are going down the pitch black hole. It is important and crucial that we're able to spot ourselves and stop ourselves when rumination starts. So when you notice that you are ruminating, then you want to ask yourself, is brooding about this helpful or am I just being caught up in my thoughts? Whatever the thoughts are, is it true? Is it factual? Are there evidence that these thoughts are true? You want to challenge your thoughts. Challenging your thoughts is a very big part of this psychotherapy modality called Cognitive Behaviour Therapy, CBT, um, which um, many of us are relatively familiar with. In self on Self-Care Fridays, that's when I will share with some of the techniques and one of the things that I intend to share is definitely CBT because it's a very useful skills that you can learn to track your cognitive distortion in your mind how to challenge it, how to address it, um, so that you can come back to mindfulness, come back to the present state. So stay tuned for that. It's every Fridays. It's self-care Fridays. So if the thought is not serving you, then ask yourself, what is a better thought? What is a better thought? Now let's get practical with mindfulness. So I'm going to share with you some of the ways where we can learn to be more mindful in our daily life. Reminding yourself to take notice of your thoughts, your feelings, your body sensation and the world around you is already the first step to mindfulness. Many times we're all lost in our thoughts or we are lost on, in social media. We are not here now being with the people we are with, um, being engaged fully in the job, the work, the activity that we're doing at the moment come back and take back some of that 47%. That's 47% of your life. So first step, take notice of your environment, take notice of your inner landscape. Okay. The first step, one suggestion is notice the everyday. Some things we take for granted when we wake up, this is our house, this is my bedroom, this is the toilet, this is the kitchen, this is how it looks like, this is how it looks like every day. Stop. Stop the autopilot. Disrupt the autopilot. Look at all the detail in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in your wardrobe. Actually look. And when you disrupt the autopilot, sometimes you gain new perspective. You might get new innovative ways to solve a, solve a problem. You might get a more creative idea, a more creative solution. So try to notice the everyday. Another way is you can keep it regular. Have some very simple mindfulness practice that you can install and practice it. Make it regular. Every day at the same time, I'm going to do this. And this is something small, doable, and make it into a routine, make it into a habit. Another way to be more mindful is try something new. When we try something new because it's not familiar to the brain, the brain will be fully engaged because the brain is trying to understand oh how does this work or what is this about is this safe so when you do something new the brain is fully engaged you're definitely in in the moment you're definitely mindful 
you can also learn to watch your thoughts this is really a big a biggie we should all learn to monitor our thoughts so i'm going to use a bus stop analogy for you that i can just imagine that the bus stop is your mind your inner landscape and as with any bus stops buses always come every once in a while um, different kinds of bus going different destination and we'll stop at the bus stop you don't have to entertain every bus some bus you can just let it go past you it doesn't have to stop at the bus stop do not engage with every bus bus here refers to your thoughts some thoughts are positive it nurtures you some thoughts are negative um, some thoughts are even critical it criticizes you what you want is choose your buses you don't have to let every bus stop you are the bus stop you are the boss so you want to pick the buses that you're going to allow to stop and the buses that you're just going to say continue on okay pick your remember thoughts are just mental uh, thoughts mental uh, things that you don't have to completely own ownership of every thought okay so this bus stop analogy so now every once in a while few times a day you can even set an alarm to do this exercise might as well have fun you can when the alarm ring or or you can do this at a specific time that you have set for yourself notice the thoughts that's coming in we always have thousands of thoughts in every day and in every one moment there's probably like five five thoughts that is like um, conflicting for your attention pick the thoughts that serve you let the rest go you don't have to take ownership of all your thoughts so another way is to do mindfulness your way we all have this idea that uh, mindfulness must be done a certain way you know we must be on top of the mountain sitting down looking completely zen it's not true do mindfulness your own way some of us are really hyper we can't keep still we can't sit still to have a sitting down quiet meditation would be near impossible and that is fine you can do it in movement meditation some people do walking meditation being very mindful as you walk in in the park being very mindful and noticing the feet as you take one step at a time noticing how your feet is moving forward in space heel and toe noticing the pressure slowly being applied noticing your environment how you feel that is walking meditation it's one kind of movement meditation tai chi is also a kind of mindful walking meditation so you can do mindfulness your own way don't be fixated that it has to be a certain way don't set the benchmark so high for yourself even if you're five percent more mindful than yesterday that is already a huge win for you you are slowly taking that 47 percent back into your life gaining back your life there is this interesting thing that some people do it's called mindful eating having no distraction no phone no videos no conversation just eating by yourself and just feeling all the sensations in your mouth um, uh, feeling the food feeling that the, the utensils in your hand and really very slowly and mindfully finish a meal um, it's uh, quite a challenging idea for me but if you're up for it again for it you can try it as well so you see mindfulness can be done in any way so long as you are in the moment you are fully experiencing what's going on and you are not having any judgment about it do mindfulness your own way the point here is to get started another way 
that you can have more mindfulness in your mind is to be able to have the ability to label your thoughts and your feelings. It's just the same thing as um, us being able to acknowledge and label our feelings. It is the same concept. Now you want to be able to label your thoughts and feelings as well so that you can break the state when it is not productive for you. When you catch yourself being distracted, right? You want to be able to label that thoughts, label that feeling. And by labeling it, you are breaking that state and then you're coming back to the present. So if you catch yourself, you can say, I'm feeling anxious about my job. Say it. And you can say it in your mind, but say it. And by saying that, you're breaking your state, which is what we say in NLP. You're breaking your state. By breaking your state, you have a reset button. Now you're back to point zero. You can start again being mindful in the moment. The last tip that I want to give about how we can be more mindful is to free yourself from the past and the future. There are only three points in a timeline. The past the present and the future although some of us would argue that there is only one point and that's the moment now and now and now there is no such thing as the past and there's no such thing as the future whichever camp that you're in it doesn't matter um, if you are someone who often find yourself living in the past then you might want to address some regrets. If you are living in the past and you're always feeling negative about it, that means there is some element of regrets. That what is it that you have regrets about? Is there any way that you can address it? Is it an apology that you need to make? What is it that you can do about it? Those things that you can do, do it. Those things that is not possible to do, you have to accept it. You have to make peace with it. You have to stop living in the past because that is hindering your mindfulness in the present. If you're someone who catches yourself often in the future and you're not feeling good whenever you go to the future in your mind, then you are having projection of a disastrous future. You are having fears. If you have fears, write a letter to yourself. Let it all out. Do journal. Um, uh, talk to someone. Okay, and bear in mind whatever you're projecting, whether it's real or not, we don't know whether it's going to happen. We don't know. Nobody have crystal ball. All you have is now. If you want to address your fears in the future, guess what? The only place you can address those fears is now. So either way, you have to come back to the present, being mindful of the present. So whether you are in the past because of regrets or whether you're in the future because of fears, either way come back you have to find ways to bring yourself back into the present because only in the present can you do anything about the past or the future okay so this is where i'm going to give you a provocative final thought it has nothing to do with positive psychology i just want to stress that this is just my personal thought and i've been uh, debating that with myself for the longest time ever since i studied mindfulness so mindfulness is recommended and it's a very powerful mental state. In fact, it is a recommended mental state for peak performance and for um, well-being. But I've always wondered, is there a place in our life for mindlessness? Yes, you have heard me right, mindlessness. Is it, is it really possible for someone to be mindful 24-7 every day, every day of your life? Like, I find it 
a little bit unthinkable um, after a long day at work where I feel like my, my brain is dead sometimes I just want to be mindless and watch a funny romantic comedy or just do something that doesn't engage my brain um, that I can just broad or decompressed as I would say so I feel like sometimes for sm very small parts of my day I kind of would like to have some mindlessness but then I wonder being engaged in the romantic comedy is that considered mindfulness because I'm engaged in the activity that I have in the moment so I don't have an answer for it I am familiar with mindfulness but I do not proclaim to be the expert so what about you what are your thoughts about it do you think it is possible to be mindful all the time and is it something that you will want regardless of what your answer is I just want to stress 47% of the time being distracted is still a bad idea that's half your life gone you not living in the moment so I think there is still a lot of room for most of us to have more mindfulness state so that we can take back our life and really leave it to the fullest I think um, of even if we take back 10% of that 47% your life is going to be very very different and definitely for the better so remember earlier I have asked you what is that mindfulness commitment to yourself that you can take now that we've done a lot of sharing about mindfulness, I hope that you have a better idea about what small action that you can take to improve your well-being using mindfulness. Comment below and share with me what is your mindfulness commitment. Now even if you're not watching this live, it is okay. Feel free to comment and participate because there is power when you are fully engaged. Remember, mindfulness. So let's summarize what we have covered so far on mindfulness. Mindfulness is the ability to stay fully in the present, to be aware of what we are doing and not to be overly reactive or overwhelmed by what is going on around us. Research has found that we are distracted 47% of the time. Focus attention is when our attention is focused and it is restricted to a specific object which is commonly the neutral sensory experience of the breath going in and going out. Receptive attention is when after constant practice, there is often a less need for us to use a specific object or focus like the breath and we're able to broaden the focus of our attention so that it's receptive to our entire field of awareness, including whatever thoughts and feelings and sensation that might arise at the moment. Rumination has been defined as the passive dwelling of negative thoughts and or emotions and it has been negatively correlated with psychological well-being. When we catch ourselves distracted, we can simply label the thought or the feeling to help to break our state and then come back to the present. Mindfulness is recommended and it's a powerful mental state for peak performance and for your well-being but is there a place for mindlessness? Self-awareness and radical honesty is required here. Uh, we should not be using this as an excuse to be or to stay mindless. So if you do not remember anything at all about today's Facebook Live, just remember this and repeat after me if you can. Thoughts are simply mental events that have no power over us. Thoughts are simply mental events that have no power 
over us. Okay, so you can listen to the Strengths and Joy podcast episode 5 on mindfulness and that will be released next Thursday on anchor.fm slash joy or you can catch it on Spotify. Remember to grab the giveaway that comes with the episode and uh, you can also um, uh, go to YouTube. I will be, will be uh, producing this Facebook Live on YouTube as well. So, as I've shared earlier, I'm really excited about our Strongest Self in COVID-19 course that is launching on the 12th of May. This is an eight-week course where we will be having weekly teams on strengths, building your strengths and your well-being. And we'll be showing you how to activate superpower habits with your flying cape on. So to support everyone in this COVID-19 crisis, we are combining for the very first time strengths development with well-being tools. So it is a superpower two-in-one course. So if you are finding yourself feeling low more often than before, if you are a parent struggling to maintain your own well-being or still remain confident about taking care of the well-being of your children, if you are a leader who is at loss, how to manage um, and maintain the morale of your employees from this new work-from-home environment. Or if you are an entrepreneur who is eager to lean more into your strengths and to have well-being strategies already in place so that you can fully focus on how to still thrive in your business in this new business online landscape, then you are going to be blown away at how useful this course is going to be for you. Because the focus area of this course will be firstly how to discover, activate and amplify your character strengths and how to develop habits that can further help you to reinforce your strengths into lifelong routines and practices that accelerate your business performance and well-being with minimal or zero willpower. It also will teach you how to use your strengths to help to achieve your personal and business goals for well-being as well and how you can tap on the superpowers of the people around you for high quality connections and to fulfill your own goals and objective. It's a lot of content support resources for you. The launch price of this course is going to be a fraction of the actual cost because I really want to get this started in May. I'm excited to have my first group. This will be a very small group of people for the first batch because I want to maintain the quality of the course. I also want to make sure I have enough time and attention for each and every one of you in this batch. So if you want to have uh, more information about this course, you can email us at superpackasia at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Facebook. The time to show up as your strongest self, as your best self, has never been more urgent. So I strongly urge you to join us. So remember to like our Facebook page. We are healthy, well, and connected despite COVID-19. But better still, be our ambassador. Join us in our Strengths and Joy podcast Facebook group as well. Be the early bird so that you can get a free copy of my ebook from Zero to Shakti and a chance to win a one-to-one Strengths coaching session with me. So together, let's support each other's well-being in the Facebook group. Um, this is a special request that I have. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, go to YouTube and search for Super Pack Joy Link. Super Pack Joy Link. Thanks so much. 
Okay, so the next Facebook Live is our very first self-care Friday, which is this Friday, 10th of April. So thank you so much for showing up on my Facebook Live. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for showing up for your well-being. So don't just listen to what I've shared. Please take action. Take action for your well-being. So I'm going to leave you with this phrase, tough times don't last, tough people do. People living strength-based life, they go beyond. They thrive. In strengths, we activate joy. To the next Facebook Live, be healthy, be well, and stay connected. This is Joy signing off. Peace. This episode of Strengths and Joy podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Superpack. For free resources and materials, head on over to www.superpack.asia. In strengths, we shall activate joy. Joy.